Welcome to Art Talks. I'm your host, Richard Codd, and I want to thank you for joining us here today for Art Talks. If you remember, last, last month we had our Radiothon uh, here for the station, and we were extremely successful. It was a wonderful Radiothon. We raised almost $6 billion. Oh, no, maybe it wasn't $6 billion. I think it may have been around 50000 but it was still an amazing amount. My guests today are Teresa King and Chrissy Kinslow-Noel. Did I get that backwards? The Noel Kinslow? Noel Kinslow. There you go. I apologize. I've only had you on the show, what, two or three times. They're in the studio. And then later on, we're also going to have Dustin Hargrove, who's going to be here to talk about his art. Uh, You may have seen some of it recently at the Mark. So let's start right away. Let's, Let's talk about the Moab Arts Festival. So welcome, Teresa and Chrissy. Hi, Richard. Thank you so much for doing Art Talks and having us up here today. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm excited about it. It's been a few years uh, since you were able to put it on, and it's back. It's it's a big coming back after two years with COVID and and a lot of, you know, special event changes in the political scene. But we, the community, we, the community, are very, very excited. People are just coming out of the woodwork and... Those who will be in town Memorial Day weekend, that's the first question. Are you going to be in town Memorial Day weekend, May 27th and 28th? Come to Swanee City Park. Excellent. So so tell me, um, last time you, you were on, we talked generally about about the festival, mm-hmm. that it was back to uh, at Swanee, and you, you were in the process of putting together the lineup. So what, have, what can we look forward to this year? Let, let's start with um, music, and then we'll come back to kids' programs. So the music scene is spectacular. <clears throat> there are going to be many people that you recognize if you are from Moab or were at the Arts Festival in 2019. And I can just run down the list. Well, tell me, yeah, tell me some I, of the... I believe some of the folks are going to come up here to the station off and on if they can to, you know, let people know what's happening. But there's oh. live music on Saturday and Sunday. Right. And so we have the Dave Stewart Jazz Quintet it's opening at 1030 on Saturday. Okay. Then we have Moab Taiko Dawn. Oh, okay. It's only going to be on Saturday, not on Sunday, just on Saturday at noon. The Fiery Furnace Marching Band is going to be there at one thirty, And then Our Space in Time is going to be there at 3. Oh, good. Meander Cat at 4.30. And Quicksand Soup at 6. That's all on Saturday. So most all lots of local bands and musicians. By design. These yeah, are professional yeah. musicians. Good. And they do a great job and can bring their family and friends out, and we're happy to see them. So, and tell me, tell me about um, some of the other offerings. How, I, I know you reached out to some artists, so you have uh, some artisans and craftspeople coming too? 
So we have over 50 artists that have registered for the show, and I was just taking my hand count, and there's at least 15 of those are from Moab. Oh. I am thrilled, absolutely thrilled oh, that great. people are, are signing up to, to come and hang out at the park and yeah, visit. That, good, good. Um, one of the major components this year, I think that's a little different, is what you're going to be doing at the Festival for Children, for Kids programs. Yes, we have so, Chrissy so, Noel Kinsler. So, Chrissy, why don't, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you're doing at the festival? Hello, my name is Chrissy Noel Kinslow, a.k.a. Madam Doodle. It's funny, um, some of my emails have been coming back, and and as I sign Chrissy Noel Kinslow, a.k.a. Madam Doodle, people, or parents are like, oh my goodness, it's you. And indeed it is. And uh, Teresa enticed me with uh, being in charge of the kids area. Um, Susan, who has done it, how many years did? I don't know. Oh, many, Several. many. Many, many years, Susan. And she uh, she took a break from it. And I think that we'll actually be seeing her oh. at the festival, perhaps. So what kind of stuff you got lined up for the kids? Um, oh, my goodness. Well, we have all kinds of different stations. Mm -hmm. So it's more than just one tent. We're going to have the uh, Moab Charter School and Wabi Sabi Art Palooza tent. And that's where all the messy things are going to be happening. Oh. From tie-dye to spin art with the bike from KZMU. It's yep. outside. It's ready. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in the van right now. And uh, rock art and then face painting. And then we also have a station where um, I'm working right now on two huge 8 by 8 murals that you can pose in front of and do selfies all day long okay and on the third panel is an actual paint by number that everyone can paint and that's going on the entire time both days as is the art palooza tent okay um and it the paint by number mm -hmm. isn't isn't that pretty pretty popular right now with not only kids but adults Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think that everyone, while they were in COVID, did a lot of, uh, did a lot of doodling in the mm -hmm. color books, and and I think a lot of artists really did a lot of dreaming about how things were going to look when COVID was over. And so, you know, I think everyone's super excited to get out. Um, this is the first time I myself have ever. Uh, created an eight foot by eight foot paint by number. It's a uh, pretty spectacular. Well, you, you're used to four inches by four inches there with the miniatures. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's weird. I'm either one or one way or the other. You know. I I the, the reference I made was Chrissy makes these absolutely incredible three and a half inches by three and a half inches. Yeah, they're, two, they're like two anywhere from two by two. Inches, in, inches. These miniatures of very famous paintings, and and they're they're just such a uh, a hoot. So well, now I'm I'm blowing I'm blowing it up, and one of I'll just give you one of the little hints is going to be a starry starry Moab. Oh, um, and it is eight foot by eight foot, so you can come and pose 
in front of it all day long. And during this uh, particular time, I think from 3 to 5, both on Saturday and Sunday, there's a Polaroid that's going to be going around flashing and taking Polaroids. And you may get one of those Polaroids to take home. Oh, cool. And by kids, um, for children, what what age groups are you looking to serve at this is it is it six-year-olds ten-year-olds um it's anyone that is one day old to 18 years old i'm hoping to get some of those teenagers and have them helping out with some volunteering we're still looking for some volunteering um i just wanted to touch a couple more things that we are doing sure that's pretty fabulous on Sunday, we're doing kids' vending booths, and so all of this is free. Um, and, and what is that, kids' vending? Of kids' vending booths. That is where the kids are creating 12 lucky kids, and I think we're up to five right now, so you still have time in, until Friday to get your application in. Okay. Um, and it's free. It's all free, and kids are creating their works of art, and they're going to be selling them. Oh, well, let's just step. like the adults, they're going to have a little art booth. A little art vending, but for the kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, just like the big kids. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't hurt to have a few more kids register for that. Oh yeah, there's like yeah, I think we have six or seven more spots. Okay. And then we're also having, where do they? How do they sign up for that? Well, if they go to the moabartsfestival.org right they'll they'll find a kids area up in the top hand corner you'll see a little drop down kids area okay there you will find a generic um rundown of what's happening right with an email and you can email me at moab arts festival for kids at gmail and that's all on there email okay. me and say hey i want to do the vending and i'll shoot you out a a uh, application and you can either send it back to me or you can come i'm going to be at the mark okay. on friday for from i think noon until five right collecting art for an art contest as well okay and applications she'll also be at the arts and egg on thursday night that's right oh so we have we the arts festival have taken a booth there an information booth to help let people know what's happening for the arts festival so chrissy and i will be there at swanee city park at arts and egg this thursday oh good good i went to the first one Mm -hmm. Two weeks ago, yeah. mm-hmm. and I thought that was—I thought it went over well. I, th- I think the I new location mm-hmm. um, I, I, that worked. It was perfect. We yeah. were in the shade at the perfect amount of. Uh, it was I, just well. Wonderful. Last year we had a can- they canceled twice because of the heat. Oof. So, so, um, so continue about. Okay. Is there going to be the usual stuff? <clears throat> excuse me, like face <clears throat> face painting. Yes, and. <laughs> Henna tattoos, or is that something different? Uh, we don't we don't have henna tattoos okay. scheduled for we this. We have an year. artist that's coming to do henna tattoos as one of the artists. Oh, okay, and, good. And, yeah. It'll be my first but, tattoo. But Chrissy has a couple of new things. She's yeah. got this art contest, the okay. art booths, and a talent stage. And a talent stage as well. Okay, so we have an art contest. So you can be creating a work of art under seventeen inches right now within the theme of 
Kindness counts. That's our theme. Oh, cool. Kindness counts. But what if a, me- a kid comes up and says, I'm in a cranky mood. I, I just want to draw something awful. Um, I don't. I'm just teasing you. Well, um, we'll 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 talk about that, but I'm sure that we'll find a place for that cranky kid, and we'll give them lots of kindness. Yeah, no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> but this is this is an this is an art contest, and it's open. And I actually I've been receiving mm-hmm. over the last couple of days uh, hundreds of dollars worth of art supplies and for this for the show. Oh, good. And. Um, ribbons for the art contest and then we are also building a stage a little mini eight by eight stage where uh rick is going to be performing rick beretti will be performing he's magic he's the magic guy right he is the classic magic guy yeah yeah and he will be there two days in a row oh good um from 11 to 12 pretty much starting off the morning and he'll be hanging out on that stage and doing doing his stuff. And then it's open. It's open for talent. You gotta, you know, pre-sign up. Let me know, because um, that could get a little mm-hmm. wackadoodle. But we'll see what you know. Whatever we gotta do. And then I've also opened it up for a poetry slam. And oh. um, again, the theme is kindness counts. Oh, good. So let me. You've been talking about a lot of events and activities and i'm sure people weren't writing a lot of this down but again they can go to for general information it's moabartsfestival.org but then they can if you can people call you with questions or are you just or are you just trying to do it texting <laughs> the website's going to be updated because we're in the process of printing the program and so it right. should be updated tomorrow afternoon with all of this uh, programming scheduling on it okay and that and I'll take phone calls any day okay. the arts festival number is two five nine two seven four two good and for kids a couple more things that are happening for kids we cross promote with the rodeo so on Friday or excuse me Saturday afternoon there'll be free pony rides oh and that we on the Turner lot, Turner Lumber lot there, and we'll do pony oh, rides yeah. for the kids. Oh, good. And then I think on Sunday afternoon, correct me if I'm wrong, Chrissy, you're going to do a, a potentially a chalk art. Yep, chalk art in the morning. So we're going to be over there by the stage, ten to noon, zenning out and doing some chalk art. Okay, That'll be super fun. Oh, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what else on the festival? Let me tell you about the Sunday lineup of music. Oh, yeah, yeah, please. So we went through the Saturday, and now let's go to Sunday. Sunday we're going to have a couple that lives here in Moab, and they're called The Family Trade. Then Cozy Sheridan will be there at 12 noon on Sunday. We have Juniper Drive at 1.30. Then we have the Railbirds at 3 o'clock and Buried Giant closing the festival at 4.30. It sounds like a good lineup. Also, coming back, we're so excited, Grassroots Shakespeare. So Shakespeare will be here both days on Saturday and Sunday. Tell me about that. What what is that? There'll be two plays. It's live, fun, 
grassroots Shakespeare, and they set up their own stage, and they perform, and on um, Saturday, they're going to do sub Subbaline. I'm going to say it wrong, Cymbeline. Hmm. I had to go look it up and okay. see what that play was about, but the one on Sunday, everyone's going to know, because it's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, Okay. It's going to be so good. And again, they this don't is actually, all They free. don't actually die, do they? They're not going to not going to have well, like body good, bags over good, at Swanee Park. Good no. actors, you'll just never know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's and this is all free. It's all free unless you choose to buy something, but we just want people to come and visit with their neighbors and friends and family and enjoy a couple of days. But but there is going to be food. There'll be food. Yes, there'll be food. There'll be a beer garden. Oh, that's and that's Spanish Valley Vineyards there with their wines. We'll have Moa Brewery beer. Okay. And new this year, we're going to have ninety-eight center serving cocktails. Oh, they are. Oh, so that you have a, a you have a full lineup for the weekend. I'm saying it's just exciting. Wow! Wow! Well, there's nowhere else to be. That's right. If you're in town on Memorial Day On Memorial weekend, Day, what else are you going to do? Come on over to Swanee City Park. Well, if, if you just joined us, you're, you're listening to KZMU on 90.1 and 106.7 in the lovely town of Moab, Utah. And we're speaking with Teresa King, who is the promoter and organizer of the Moab Arts Festival, and Chrissy Noel Kinslow. You got it right. There you go. Uh, she is going to be doing all the programs for the kids at, at the event. And the event is May 28th and 29th. It's only a few weeks away. It'll be at Swanee Park on, what is that, 1 South, right? One, 100 what's, North. 100 North. I don't know. All these North. 100 yeah, anyway, it's over at Swanee Park. Yeah. Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> so, I, that's awful. But anyway. Um, I think Richard else? might be there. Richard who? Richard Codd. Oh, yes. Richard Codd, I think, is going to be there. He, he is going to be, I believe, the MC for the, for the music. What it says in the program. Oh, excellent. I'm, I'm sure um, he'll show up. Thank so, you. So thank you for that plug. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, Teresa, we're, we're, uh, the show today, Dustin Hargrove is going to come on. Mm-hmm. But then I'd like you to, to stick around. I want to talk about growing the arts community. I'm happy to participate. Would you like to, to sit in and talk about that? All right. Well, then, why don't you just uh, take, take five, and I'll get back to you after I talk uh, to Dustin with uh, what's going on with him. Fabulous. All right. Thanks for having Richard. Hey, thank you, Chrissy. Dustin Hargrove is my next guest, and we're going to be talking about his art um, that he now has on display at Gallery Moab. So tell me a little bit about you and your art. Well, um, I do kind of a variety of, uh, of different kinds of painting. Yeah, I'm generally just exclusively an oil painter. I do do a little bit of drawing, but all of my serious work is oil paint. And I have a practice where I do a lot of plein air painting, which is, which is kind of live outdoor painting uh, in the moment. And 
then I'll also go into the studio and do generally a, a generally a different set of work while I'm in the studio that uh, can be a little more longer term and a uh, little bit different subject matter than the landscapes. Tell me, where are you from? Um, I'm from the Eastern Sierras originally and then grew up uh, a lot of my life in west of Denver in Evergreen. Uh-huh. Um, so and then how'd you end up in Moab? Uh, you know, I've been coming here for years climbing. Uh, probably, yeah, 20, 20, 25 years climbing and oh, okay. always had thought about coming and, and settling in, but uh, just kind of made the actual, the actual move last year. Okay. Um, do you have a preferred medium? I mean, you were talking about some of your work. Do you, you've done, have you, you've done watercolor. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I've sort of dabbled in a little bit of watercolor okay. and, and a little bit of acrylic, but I don't, uh, I would say I really don't know how to paint in either one of them. I, okay. I can play with it a bit, but it's not, uh, oil is pretty strictly oil. my medium. Okay. I saw your work um, both online and at the mark. You had a series of paintings there. I called it sarcastically the dead fishes yeah but but, um but it's really carcasses and i wanted to talk a little bit about that and then you had another series the birth series could could you maybe how do you get inspired to where does your inspiration come from to do those kinds of works and i'm talking about there were carcasses of fish, um, and you and you can jump in and tell me. And then the birthing pictures; those look like you know a couple embracing their child, and and the warmth that is related to that process. That that's what I took away. Okay, sure. From that, um, so I think there's a common element in in a, several of the series that I end up painting. And I think it's also tied into the plein air work, but there's a there's kind of a longer um, process that's involved with kind of time based uh, time based painting, and so I think of the carcasses very much in that way, because um, of course uh, a, a dead body is is uh, the ultimate it's sort of the ultimate resting place or the ultimate ultimate time. Right. And so I think painting outside has, you know, I've just painted outside as a practice for years. And I th think the initial, the initial interest in the carcasses was uh, I was in North Mexico doing some painting and there ended up being a, uh, a blue whale that beached probably, you know, not a half mile from where I was staying for the month. Uh -huh. And so I was painting in that region, and of course, once the whale beached, I just went there and painted the the whale for about ten days each day, mm. and um, so that was a really cool experience. That was, I mean, that was certainly the spur of the series. And what was really great about that particular carcass is, you know, I saw it probably the first or second day that it had uh, had had beached and died, and then got to see the process of what happened with it over the next ten days. And you know how much it changed the way its skin, you know, became dry and flaky, and you know what the birds were doing to it. Just the, just the, the very much the process of, of, of life happening. Did did that series generate a lot of discussion and interest? In um, it's uh, they, 
they very much land in one or two, one of two camps for people seemingly. Uh, people seem to react really well to them and get excited about them. And the opposite also happens where people aren't uh, necessarily very excited to look at them and the subject matter seems to be, uh, be challenging and, and oftentimes a turnoff. Well, you know, when you think about it, um, what is art? And, you know, is it always a picture of a gorgeous tulip or some beautiful red rock scene? Why not things that happen in nature every day? We just talked about birth, but there's also death. You know, when you walk, if you're on a hike in some place, you see a skull. I mean, that is part of what we see. So for you to try to capture that, I think it's a little unusual, but, but interesting. Yeah, it's a, you know, I think there's another way to, of course, it's also just part of the landscape and, you know, we're part of the landscape and mm-hmm. these things became, become resting in, in that place. And so there's, there's just a very, to me, there's a very obvious beauty about it. And there's, you know, even just the, the, an interest in animals and it's very hard to paint moving animals. These are non-moving yeah. animals. That's convenient. True. Um, so I think there's, uh, there's several ways to look at it. And I think there's, the way I kind of see it, of course, if I'm if I'm painting it for as long as I did that whale, you spend so much time in that place and looking at that carcass. It's it's really you know you oftentimes are spending, right? I probably spent twenty thirty hours with that whale, um, and so you know it smells. Wow. Um, you know the wind shifts. Sometimes I get really close to it as well and like mm. want to look on a different side or look underneath something. And so, you know, there's this back and forth in the process where there's just kind of an amazement and mm-hmm. an interest and a beauty uh, with that object. Mm. And then, of course, sometimes the wind shifts and it smells terrible <laughs> and, you know, it's really clear what it is and or it's hard to look at because, you know, all sorts of reasons. Well, I would I'll encourage people, the listeners to. Uh, check out your website. What is what is your website if people want, want to look at some of the art that we're talking about? That's uh, www.dhardgrove.com. Okay. So um, who are some of the artists who've inspired, that have inspired you during your career? Um, I, uh, I, I look at... Uh, Kind of a mix of art, but I do I do like a lot of traditional um, painters. Some of the, you know, sort of John Singer Sargent is a is a painter mm-hmm. I really appreciate, especially seeing his work in person. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaim Soutine is a probably a huge influence, maybe maybe one of the biggest uh, influences on my work, and uh, Fetchin as well, sort of that Russian tradition of of painting, and I mm-hmm. um, and in a lot of that. You know, Andrew Wyeth as well is a, a painter I love mm-hmm. a lot. And I think what's really common in a lot of that work is a, it's kind of an abstract motivation in, in all, at least that I see primarily in all those painters. So work is um, not so much about the object itself or the subject of a painting uh, so much as it is about, um, you know, the use of, of shapes and the use of darks and lights to create a, an interesting abstract uh, work 
So um, your work, uh, I'm thinking about, your work is on display at the Moab Gallery. So if listeners, if you want to see some of these pieces, you can go over there uh, as well as on his, on his webpage. Your work is a little bolder, broader brushstrokes than maybe some of the other artists that are hanging at the gallery. Mm-hmm. Describe that style. And what are you trying to capture with those big strokes? Yeah, so I think um, if I'm painting well, I'm painting expressively. And so what a, a lot of times I like to, once a painting's kind of structure and skeleton is a little bit developed, I'm usually trying to start to use more paint. And I'm trying to oftentimes arrive at this moment in the painting where, um, you know, my control over the painting starts to get a little bit um, unclear for me. Um, and so, and that, that, that goes for, you know, within the painting, the edges within a painting and the integrity of the, of the subject I'm painting. But I, so I'm trying to maintain that and, and hold on to that as, and also have a lot of paint that is just also working in this sort of almost like a sculptural way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm just enjoying the physicality of the paint to some degree. And then I'm really trying to make shapes out of it. So right. um, I'm not really a, a, a detail painter. Um, that's something that's always um, never worked very well for me in my painting. And so this is um, a way I've found to paint where it, it helps me to concentrate on the bigger shapes that are within a painting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it also, you know, kind of introduces a lot of like happenstance elements uh, where, you know, where oftentimes I can't even reproduce my own painting. And mm. I kind of, I, I like that as a concept that I just can't even do the painting that I did yesterday again. I've said it before here when I've talked to um, a couple of painters, Carl Purcell is one. Um, he's a, He's primarily uh, a watercolor painter, but he does not get into a lot of the detail paintings. Mm. Uh, he leaves it. It's more like you've been talking about boulder strokes, blocks of color. And what he had mentioned to me was if you want a you know, a painting of a downtown uh, uh, view with all the detail and you can almost read the license plate on the car, take a picture. Right. You know, wh- what is the artist saying? In Where, where is the feel um, and the expression that, that you've been talking about? So to make that come through, in in your paintings, you you have that bolder style. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, and I think that's um, right. There's, I mean, I certainly don't paint in a realist manner, but at the same time, I am still trying to maintain a lot of um, you know sort of correct drawing, and I'm I'm very concerned about like val you know value painting while right. I'm painting, and so theoretically, um, and this doesn't hold for all subjects, but most things can be painted a lot of a lot of the what what happens with paintings is that it's those bigger shapes that actually tip us off to what's what's happening mm-hmm. um and and what it is that's going on and i think 
I guess I try to not rely on those those element details mm-hmm. to to convey the the bigger sense of what is happening in a painting. Right. Okay. Um, look, and you are now. Um, tell me what you're doing with the plein air class. Aren't you offering some classes? Yeah, I'm teaching some some kind of private group classes um, once a week doing plein okay. air painting, and uh, the current session will be ending in a in a couple weeks but i'll be doing i'll be doing them again um probably in the late summer and then in the fall uh probably more consistently okay and then and people can find out about that again yes you can find out on your web page on my web page i actually don't have anything at the moment but um gallery moab is not a bad place to to touch into if um if you'd like to get involved with that and and you don't necessarily need to be um if you have some art experience that's great i mean Plain air painting is a is generally a kind of a difficult way to paint because there's just so many elements that are working at once. But at the same time, uh, anyone's welcome to come, and if you want to feel challenged, um, you can come use some oil paint and find out about uh, okay. how it works. Let me let me um, ask you this: I, I asked another artist, and who do you paint for? Yeah, and the, the, my question is, do what, you obviously want to make a living selling your paintings? I mean, that's the bottom line. Well, right? one of the bottom lines, maybe, maybe right, not right. the. Okay, what? Well, what? I mean, it's one of the bottom lines. But if you want to sell paintings, do do you have to compromise? some of your style or some some of your thoughts like do you pound out a, a bunch of landscape scenes but then do do some that might be f- that you, some paintings that are really just for you because you you're really expressing yourself through those is that is it, I don't find ma- ma- there to be such a separation I suppose okay. um I I mean, I think that when you're compromising the way that you're making art, you know, sometimes that stuff will function for you in the shorter term, especially. Uh, I'm a little more concerned with the longer arc of, uh, of how painting is working for me and how, how the, the longer term process and the, the painter that, you know, I'm going to become next year and in years from now. So I, I'm very concerned about... Uh, about doing any sort of uh, morphing the way I paint. I mean, it, to some mm. degree, it's you know, it can happen anyway. But you know, there's a there's a way to I think, especially because I I see painting as a very abstract ep- exercise for myself. Mm. So there's just an interest in the abstract quality and and the painting quality of um, of anything I'm painting really. And there there are some subjects that I paint that I basically no won't sell but it doesn't really affect my week-to-week painting mm-hmm. um there's some things that i you know know that are more likely to sell and i mean maybe at some points you make a couple more of those paintings but i right. sort of try not to okay. i mean you know right when you when you make a bunch of carcass paintings you're really not trying to trying to hit the the, the biggest mark um but right. i think in the end you know hopefully at some point those you know, are more unique and more meaningful to somebody. Well, I I I appreciate that, and I I think I 
I think I understand what you're saying. It's, you know, it's a, I guess it's tough for some artists, you know, to, I, when, why I brought it up is I asked her, I said, do you ever paint for yourself? She said, no. Oh, interesting. And I just, that just kind of struck me. Yeah, I'm a pretty self-centered fellow, I think. So <laughs> I, I, I think I've got it covered. <laughs> well, well, Dustin, once again, um, I want to thank you for uh, coming up to the studio today here at KZMU. And again, if people w- want to get in touch with you, if they're interested in one of your classes or seeing your art, which is over at the Gallery Moab, or they can go online to uh, Dustin Hardgrove, H-A-R-D, G-R-O-V-E. Yeah, that's right. It's and it's just D Hardgrove. Oh, the, D Hardgrove. Okay. D Hardgrove, and uh, as well, I have a Instagram that's uh, Hardgrove underscore D that you can find me on as well. Excellent. Well, thank you. What we're gonna do now is uh, shift gears a little bit and uh, talk about with Teresa and David and what's going on in the arts community here in Moab and ideas, thoughts about what can be done to make Moab an arts destination. So I think we, we want to chat a little bit about that. First, you're listening to KZMU 90.1, 106.7 on your FM dial, not AM, FM, frequency modulation. And you can also listen to us on the web. You can stream it at www.kzmu.org. So continuing the discussion, Teresa King hung around to participate in in this little chat. So uh, welcome, and why don't we kick this off? Uh, You said you had a quick question. I have a question. No, Teresa. Sure. For Dustin, and that's for Dustin. MFT. Oh, yeah. Are you involved in any of that? No. It is a mystery to me, and I would love for you on one of your shows if you haven't already. I was just talking with Molly before we came on the air Mm -hmm. about this Mm -hmm. topic. Um, I just can't believe. Well, first of all, anybody listening, an NFT is short for a non-fungible token. And... I don't understand it completely, but basically an NFT in the art world is you get a digital picture of any painting perhaps that an artist does. You get the digital image. You own that. You own this cyber data, right? Is is that... There's something like that. I I think that of, uh, of say, the hundred artists I know, I think that... um Five people have seemed to be able to explain this to me in a way that was complex. I don't think, uh, yeah, it's a, I mean, especially as a, as a landscape painter, right? So much of my practice is about, you know, presence and feeling hot or feeling a cold wind on your face. And so this is an interesting, right? It's, it's very much the opposite of, uh, of, of, uh, of in-person and uh, tangible art. Well, and the record is... $163 million for a digital artwork. I am very interested in having a show on NFTs. You should talk with Rebecca McAllister a little bit about that, too. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be doing some research here in town. Does, so. it, 
Well, I just find it fascinating. It's another avenue for artists to get their their work out there. But well, there's nothing that can compare with being able to talk to an artist in person and have them share their their vision, their feelings, their inspiration, like what you're talking about. And so going back to the arts festival, uh, all the artists have to be in person at the show. So you get oh, to talk good. with mm-hmm. them and be there with well, them. Well, just going back to NFTs, I'm old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. If I spend $95 million mm-hmm. for a Picasso, mm-hmm. I want the Picasso hanging on my wall. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say to somebody, oh, let me, let me just turn on my slide projector. Here, here's the image of it. It's a little bit too far out there for me, just like the whole cryptocurrency. I, I, I haven't gotten there. But anyway, let's, let's talk about the, the art scene in Moab. And it's funny that Chrissy just walked I in, know, too, because so she, can, she can pop in here. But, so know, when we started the arts festival, yeah, tell I me. never thought that we'd be selling you know, some pretty high-end things in my time. And, and, the, and the art purchasing market has changed in Moab over time and that so we do see people looking for art and coming here and buying art and it has a, a, a endless potential you know as far as that goes it's it's not an easy thing to do to have a gallery and to have these places but you know we have art walk we have you know, we have art trails. I mean, the when you pick up your program, just to one more plug, pick up your program for the Arts Festival. What we try to do in that is to capture as much as we can about what's happening in the art community in Moab. Yeah. Music-wise, uh, sculpture-wise, sound-wise, you know, um, doesn't have everything, but there is a lot going on in the art community in Moab. Yeah. Especially if you've been here a long time. Who, who, now, who is it? Who, who, who's sitting over in the corner over this there? Chrissy piping in Peanut Gallery. <laughs> I'm up in 10 with This Week in Moab, and, and my ears were burning. So, yeah, there's Excellent. such a scene. There's so much color. It's so exciting. I hear we might even have uh, a sighting of Helen the Heron That's at the Arts exciting. Festival. I'm Helen so likes to get around, and it's but, so wonderful to have some public sculpture uh the live uh, the call for artists for this coming season for the 5th annual 2022-23 exhibition season will go live June 2 so right after this wonderful fest coming up here on Memorial Day weekend you can look at KZM or rather well you can look at KZMU it'll be there but moabarttrails.org and we'll put it out on the socials and everywhere but uh, if you know any artists that would like to be seen by millions of people their work in downtown Moab for a year uh, and there's a guaranteed buy the chances are good because we have maybe 11 artists and uh, we like to preference local so you know and that's what I that I was thinking about that today and I said I, I, I was at the mark talking with some of the staff over there and I, I've been bringing this issue up for several months now, is that there's so, as you were saying, Teresa, there are so many artists here, and you, Chris, there, there are so many artists that I don't, people don't think, in my opinion, 
of Moab as a big arts destination. There are several things we do and several things that are done well. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people think of um, Moab in the same vein as they do, say, Santa Fe. And maybe that's okay, too. Well, you've got to think about the place this is and the place this is becoming. And True. And no, uh, a high-end art market? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. What do you mean the laughing? Of course, oh. there's going to be a high. There can be a high-end art market here. I think. Of course, of course, of course. I think so. But why isn't it there now? Right. You should have been here then, because it's not the same people. It's becoming a place where it can support mm. such a thing, and it feels mm-hmm. very healthy to me and very colorful. Oh, so grateful. There, there is uh, a base of people who really love the arts. So many things are happening culturally, even with food, uh, live music. Mm. I, it's a scene, and it's popping in Moab, Utah. And uh, so that's not to say it's not or that it can't even be more. I just am thrilled with where it is. So maybe what I'm seeing is this percolation, that things yeah. are happening, and I'm just looking at it saying, wow, can this all be pulled together? And people say, I'm going to Moab for, to do you know, this show or whatever. But well, and, you, know, you think about this place, and there's, you know, as, a, as a landscape painter, there's a diversity of, of interesting landscape and unique landscape here within a 50-mile radius that is quite hard to... Uh, to see anywhere in the world, really. Um, There's not very many places that have this uh, quantity of diverse, uh, diverse things to look at that are, that are unique. And so, you know, people come here to come to these national parks, which are amazing, and to look at these landscapes. And so in that sense, why, why isn't there more of a, of a, of a high-end high art scene in town, or, you know, one or two fine art galleries that seems very appropriate for, for the place we live in. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to capture more um, venues in town to show art. For example, we have art at the airport now. Right. We have art at the the new uh, recovery center. I know the young lady who just won that art contest was just sitting here. Oh, she won that. She did. Oh, she should have told me. And oh. I'm just saying. And um, you oh, know, I wish City I knew Hall that. has a, a, an art collection. I think the county still has some stuff from Centennial Art, which, which is all terrific. So these are, you know, yeah. all things to to kind of weave together and put together. And and the other part of that was, and you probably know this, and you know, the, the Arts Council. The, mm-hmm. This Moab has an Arts Council mm-hmm. that um, I guess has been in existence for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, is is there an opportunity to work with that to to help pull together s- some of all these resources? Oh, absolutely. D- absolutely. Does that For make sure. sense? For sure. In fact, I think there's a really uh, broad opportunity. I know that the Moab Arts and Recreation Center and a lot, I just I'll say all of the stakeholders are interested in a more, uh, let's say, fertile 
exchange of creative energy here. I that, like that, that can fertile really support okay. mm -hmm. uh, artistic expression. It's a place of a, a landscape of great inspiration. A lot of what we would maybe consider uh, artists, maybe not a hot art market, but I'll tell you the writers that are here and the poets that are here. Uh, they don't care so much about the socials, but they care a lot about uh, silence and a lot about mm. space and place. And this too is a part of the, you know, the arts and humanities and culture that I think is boy just really rich here. Teresa, thank you so much for uh, making. Which one is it? Is it the thirtieth? Thirty minus two is what I'm calling it. Right. <laughs> Tw <laughs> Twenty-eight plus two. Amazing. Arts Festival okay, cool. is a 501c3 nonprofit. Some people may not know that because they see me with my business hat all the time. Right. But it is its own private nonprofit, as is the Arts Council. And the Arts Council, you know, will be regrouping as we have new staff at the mark and Good. trying to do some, you know, call out for artists to have a meeting and yeah, and, and, and I'll I'll create an art plan. Actually, is what's going to be on the table. A creative arts plan. Yes. I, the city and the county is going to need that because they're doing their master plans, and we want to have that as one of the one of the issues and priorities in there for the city and the county to to recognize art being an economic base. It's and an economic to be part of the culture of this community. Sure. Well, and there's a few things in that in that vein as well, right? There's you know it'd be wonderful to have some more galleries on the on the strip in town, but and that's a public good, right? And so these are things that would be interesting if you know city and county became involved in, you know, possibly even subsidizing to some degree, because it may be that, you know, the market can't handle those things, but it is a, it is a public good for all of us and for the people who visit here. And it can be a, be a thing that draws people to this town to spend money in other ways as, as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, th I guess that's p part of my thinking is if, if we have this arts destination, people will come here maybe to stay two or three nights. And that generates support for the hotels, the restaurants, the galleries, and the artists who who they are supporting. So I see it as a real uh, economic uh, opportunity for Moab. So, um, well, I think that about wraps it up for Art Talks today. I do plan to... Uh, ask the mayor uh, to come on next month to talk about this issue as well, how we can continue this discussion and the, the creative arts plan through the city and the county. That's right. I think that's it's time so, and it's on and it's on the agenda and it'll it'll take some time. But I do think that. Uh, yeah, we're all working in that direction. They have, you know, the wrap taxes passed. That's going through the process. We don't have enough time to talk about that today, but I'm happy to get you up to speed on what I know. It, yes, and that will be a topic, and perhaps that might come up with uh, the discussion with the mayor. So, very good. Dust, Dustin, I want to thank you very much for coming on today. I, it's, uh, I wish you all the best in, um, with your art and over at the gallery and is there any other place where people can see it right now is it no but just, i believe i will be signing up for the for the memorial day art festival oh, okay today so okay you could probably come find me down there it looks like okay. found, found some walls to hang on today, okay so. and and teresa i want to thank you for coming on again um and for 
and for all you do for the arts in Moab. You're welcome. I want to thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So uh, that's a wrap on another Art Talks. I want to thank you for joining us here today. I think we had a lively discussion. It will continue. And as I said, I'm hoping next month to have the mayor on so we can talk about this issue as well. You can catch Art Talks on the KZMU Airwaves every third Monday of the month at 4 p.m.